Sport Tracks on SFM FM with John Karika. Still confused about that load shedding. If they can load shed now because they've suddenly found electricity, how do they know they're going to lose electricity by 10 o'clock tomorrow? Never mind. Maybe uh, maybe you can help me. Eh? Can you help me somehow? Confused. Uh, ben Zito wants to talk about the Euros. Uh, there's still time before the Euros. I thought they were starting soon, soon. Got ourselves a week to warm up for Euros 2021. The UEFA Euro, uh, Euro 2021 competition. 11th of June, although officially it's Euros 2020 from what I've seen. But 11th of June is when things get going. Uh, Turkey against Italy, 9 o'clock on Friday. Wales against Switzerland, Denmark against Finland, Belgium against Russia. Then you get those big ones that we really look forward to, like North Macedonia against Austria. Or, uh, no, that's actually not about it. There's some good ones. France, Germany in the first week as well. Looking forward to seeing the Euro. That all starts next week. Plenty matches to look forward to. Uh, and, yeah, it's for football fans. Because what are you going to do now as a PSL fan for the next couple of weeks? You're going to all support Kaiser Chiefs now as Kaiser Chiefs go into Africa. Do we all suddenly become Kaiser Chiefs fans? Even Chiefs fans that weren't Chiefs fans last week because of reasons suddenly become Chiefs fans again. Because, look, we want them to do well in Africa. Why not? Uh, let me update you on the crickets. New Zealand, 62 for two. Uh, stumps on day four of the first test against England. It's really just a warm-up match for New Zealand's test championship match against India. But New Zealand, 62 for two. Leading by 165 runs. England all out for 275. So day five, New Zealand will probably play this out to a draw, get as much match practice as they possibly can. Uh, some other athletics news that's come through. Two-time Olympic champion Shelley Ann Fraser-Price has become the second fastest woman in history. She ran 100 meters in Kingston today in 10.63 seconds. She's 34 years old. She won gold in Doha 2019 running clear to win national trials warm-up event in Kingston, 10.63. It's a little bit slower than Florence Griffith Joyner's 10.49. a little bit faster than Carmeletta Jetta, 10.64, and Marlon Jones's 10.65. In fact, if you take Jamaica and the U.S. out of the top five, then it's a completely different place. U.S., Jamaica, U.S., U.S., Jamaica, the U.S., uh, but 10.63 is the current fastest, uh, second fastest time for a woman. Tennis update for you. There was a couple of matches on, or there were a couple of matches on the go in Roland Garros. Uh, Bertini against Kwon Son Wu for the men. Kwon Son Wu's leading the first set by five games to four. And that's really it about uh, as far as live sports concerned. All the football's over. We're going to be talking about that in a moment. And then we will also talk about, um, uh, the, yeah, let's talk about the box as well. Let's go to our next guest. Fine, push that button up there. We're going to go to Sport24, senior sports writer, SABC commentator. Can you saw Swako? Thanks very much for joining us. Can you saw? Good evening. Sorry for making you guys wait, but it's been quite a big day, the big past two hours just now. It's 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 the end of something and the beginning of something. So we're, should we start at the beginning of something? The spring Let's start at the back. beginning of something. It's been, I think it's it, it, it's the most logical thing that we, we can talk about right now. I mean, um, the fact that there will be a British and Irish Lions series is big news, considering the issues that we've had with COVID. Um, no fans, the squad's been announced, so... 
If ever there was something that would now feel that is real, <laughs> it's the British and Irish Lions series now. That looks like it will take place now, now that both squads have been announced. Okay, let's talk about the Springbok side. Uh, it's on, on, a, on a quick look at the paper, it looks like a good balance. Uh, they say this every time, though. A good balance between young and old. It is. There are certain names that um, initially that were missing that Erasi uh, Erasmus and Shaftin are the rugby director of rugby and the Springbok coach um, then explained in the press conference that ended about 10 mm-hmm. minutes ago um, that there were certain players that were injured um, so, but they, if the players, if certain players can recover quickly, um, they could still be considered. Uh, there were certain players in their team. I'm unlucky to be out of the squad, but in the event of injuries, those players are, could be drafted in. Look, it's, it's one of those things with, with, with squad announcements. Not everyone's going to be made happy. Not everyone's going to be happy with how those squads look. I mean, you look at, for example, the Kerwin Bosch. The Kerwin Bosch would be reasonably upset. Um, with the fact that he's missed out on the British and Irish Lions squad. Uh, but then you get the Mornay State, who's played very well for the Bulls. Um, he's won trophies with them, won the Curry Cup, won Super Rugby Unlocked. Um, they've got a date with the Sharks next week um, in what is the, the Rainbow Cup finale because both teams are at the top of the well, first and second respectively on the log. So they are mm. calls when you look at the midfielders, you look at um, Lucanio Arm, Demington, and the Jesse Creel, one season, Simulani, Fran State. It's difficult to look past those particular contenders because those are the form players. You look at outside back, Apelele Fasi, Chesley Nkobe, Willi Ruma, Kazulema Pimpi, who had a storm of a game for the Sharks, just down the game of the Sharks, won against the Lions 33 Um There's Wu who is injured, but clearly is a very big component in the Springboks unit. There's a Yao Pengla, who's a surprise, but has played well for the Sharks. There's Roscoe Speckman, who's also been playing well for the Cheetahs and the Stormers. There's also Damien Willemser, whom the jury is out on, but again, it's... It, how the play, how the Stormers are playing him um, remains a very big topic uh, of, of debate. I mean, you can describe of the particular Masani um, Lenohamba makes a cut, even though he hasn't been starting well for the shots. But clearly, it's something that the management has seen in Sanele that uh, maybe um, maybe a, a short effort hasn't seen. Look, he's got three good scrum offices. Sometimes when you have sometimes too much of a good thing can be a bad thing, or three good scrum offs. So, you can't always play those three good scrum-offs in every match day. Mm. Um, look, there's like the likes of Reynard Elstad, um, which explained as a selection that he's a utility forward. He needs him to cover a lock and flank because there are certain guys like your Arceus Neymans, your Lewis Diakas, who are borderline injury case, but they have been picked for this particular squad. So there's also like a Nikola, a Niku Janssef and Rensburg, um, who is a squad who is... Um, an unknown of, of of the players who are in the squad is a proper unknown. We are, I'll be honest, I haven't seen him play um, in South Africa in particular, but he's in the squad. I mean, a Joseph Dweber comes across as a massive surprise, but then if you look at how he played um, for the Cheetahs last year, you also realize that actually it's not a bad selection. Again, I think we haven't seen Bordeaux Begley uh, on our screens. I mean, I've tried to catch a bit of top 14 right on SMS2, but I haven't been able to watch Bordeaux in particular play, so I won't be able to pass judgment on how well um, uh, Joseph has been playing. But in a lot of the positions, it looks like he's picked the players that are available to him. I mean, he made the example of picking the sale players in particular in that business because there's a box from off there um, in Fakti Clerk, so they would have been able to play around him. But having watched a few of the sale games in particular, um, it's also safe to say that the Dupree twins, um, now that they're not under the tutelage of the father, the father um, that's Robert Dupree, actually plays a very good rugby. So 
Um, from a selection perspective, um, it, they, 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 they haven't been hard done by. They've been playing some very good rugby. So, look, it's, there's always going to be one or two schools of thought that have been, that will be so with regards to a, a particular selection. Um, but look at the end of the day, um, squad selections, I mean, the World Cup squad selection, um, if you remember in 2019, was a very fraught one with even Exhibit inclusion based on what had happened mm. with them pre-leading into the World Cup. So it's one of those things where you can never make everyone happy, but the coaches need to pick what they team <laughs> will be, will work for them. Okay, the Lions have picked... They haven't picked the biggest squad in the world. It's almost as if they're planning on, on running rings around the box. Have the Springbok management counted that, or are they just going with the traditional Springboks team? Uh, look, when you say traditional Springbok team, it needs to be based on two things. Um, one, what the players overseas have been doing. Two, reputations. Three, and what the local players have been doing, because... I look at the Vanilla Rue in particular, one would ask questions, what has the Vanilla Rue done um, post the 2019 World Cup? We haven't seen much of the action coming out of Japan. Um, also, there hasn't been, also, there hasn't been test rugby since that World Cup final for us to judge on. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a fine balancing act. Um, I mean, Russ is already making no excuses that, look, they need to play as well as they can regardless of the fact that they haven't got um, tests right with four back. But I mean, the other two tests against Georgia, Georgia will provide a, a proper test with the forwards. I'm not sure what the backs. I've seen um, what they provided with the uh, under-20 World Cup. That they've always had a very good pack and a very good scrum off, and they're pretty much where the challenge ends because then when it comes to the backline challenge, it becomes one-way traffic. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, wasn't, I was a bit too young in around 1992 when the World Cup squad was picked, um, where the Cricket World Cup squad was picked, a number of the players, barring the Kepler Vessels, barring the Peter Kirsten, would have been picked based on a reasonable experience of playing one, counter cricket, two, international cricket. I won't, I won't compare this to isolation because, I mean, whatever, that, that was a different story altogether. But a year out of rugby, um, a year of test rugby in particular, um, I would say that right. dulled the sharpness a little bit. So, look, it's, I guess if I guess now what happens next week in in the next four games will be very telling because now that the squad's been picked, there's a Dwayne million who's now injured. How are the players going to going to approach the last round of Rainbow Cup matches? How how are the coaches going to deal with selections now? Because the last thing you want is that you pick the squad of 45 players are going to be in camp and then fringe players get injured. So it's going to be a very very difficult tightrope. I mean, if you look at a Sean Evans. Uh, Sean Everett would love to win the Rainbow Cup. So did Jake White um, to ensure that he's won every trophy that's available to him. So look, it's, look, it's going to be uh, probably one of the most difficult weeks for uh, all, all the coaches, all the franchise coaches, plus the Springboard coaches. If they're able to see players go through next week without any injuries, I think they will be smiling to the bank. Uh, I wanted to, it says here the squad will be reduced following the match between SAA and the Lions. Does that mean some of these players will be in the South African A side? Look, at some point they have in that, in the squad of 46, um, it's 22-23, there are some guys that do need a proper hit-out um, in, that, in that SAA game. Um, we need to have a look at Ndeku's Janze van Rensburg. We need to have a look at a, a Reinhardt Alstad, how they will look. 
So, look, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like the emerging Springbok squad where you've picked a squad of players uh, okay. who are there and yeah, there yeah. about. But you also need guys that you 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 need guys to play the test game. Um, if they haven't had an opportunity to do so through injuries, through lack of game time um, at the various places where they play, um, they need to actually get some time in the saddle. And if it means getting that one game at test level intensity to get them up to speed, then so be it. Because you can never know what that 80 minutes can do to a player. Maybe one player may realize that I needed this and show their value and show that they actually belong at this level. For some, it may be that reminder that there's a feeling of we don't have super rugby anymore um, as it was in, in the Champions it was um, last year. So it's it, 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 it's that SAA game. Oh, there are the provincial games, but I think that SAA game now and and the two tests um, against Georgia actually become the trial games mm. where the, the the grain will have to be separated from the shaft from from the shaft. My guest is Kadisa Twako, Sports 24 senior sports writer, SABC commentator as well. Lions against the Springboks. Um, as you say, the build-up the build up of, with any Lions tour it, is the best. It was a nail-biter. It was Mornay-stained, kicking the decider again. You need – I want to talk about these cool heads. The, and, and I know that you question Vili LaRue, but it's those guys that have been there, done that, that, that might be the difference again. You know, I I have a growing opinion on the value of experience. In that, if as an experienced player, what kind of value do you bring? Are you going to be able to? There's the intangible value that you bring off the field, where you guide players, where you, where you give them scenarios of how they should combat A, combat B, combat C, and then also when you're on the field, you are able to make things happen. Um, my, my my only concern is you may be able to bring that intangible value off the field. Are you then able to are you able then to translate it into something tangible on the field? Like for example, a Dwayne Vermeulen would be able to bring at the Bulls in particular both tangible um, value, intangible value off the field. You see that the forwards band around him. He's, he's clearly the best forward. But also, he steps it up with performance where if, there's an, if the Bulls need go forward, he's always the man. He does not look, he does, the ball doesn't look for him. He looks for the ball. Like an example today would have been Makazole Mapimpi when he was playing for the, when he was playing for, in particular, the shop, where he, he was looking for the ball at all times, where you could see that this guy is a springbok. Where you could see that he was, how can I put it? You get your B students, you get your A students, you get your A-plus students. He was an A-plus student. You can see that he's a cut above the rest. So what you want to see in the Villa um, when he plays, that you, he needs to show that I, as much as we are teammates, we have different strata to being teammates, that I, am, I won't rub it in your face that I'm better than you, but I also need to show that I am better than you in what I do but also be able to mm. translate that into information that I feed down to you to make you a better player. Okay. Um, what's going to happen? Just quickly, put it, put it on the block. What's going to happen in the three tests? I'll give it, I'll give it a one-all. I'll give it a one-all. Um, I'll give it a one-all yeah. based on the fact that the Cape Town test is the one that is probably at the highest mercy to, to, to the elements where if it has, if it, at any point in that week, 
it rains for two or more days. It will have a significant impact on the, condi- on the underfoot conditions, and that will have an impact on how the teams play. So if it's an unseasonably dry week in Cape Town from preparation mm-hmm. through to Test Match Day, then you may expect the game to go either way from a high-scoring perspective. The moment the cold front swings in and it actually changes the conditions, you may find that it could be a low-scoring dogfight where now it's going to be a small margin, small margin, small margin, which is where I predict a draw of all the, of all the games there. It's, either, it's going to be a tight win for both the teams or a draw. Where there will be results sure. will be on the high south because we, I think have you seen this week, it's been very cold in Chinese Victoria, but that has never had an impact on how the game is played. Actually, the colder it is, the faster the teams play because they need to get very warm quickly and then sustain um, that particular momentum through the game. Where the British yeah. Irish Lions will have an advantage is that they will have played the bulk of the warm-up games on the high south. So altitude, I think, won't be a factor, which is why then it's going to be a very... What happens on the high south is going to be very result-orientated. Whereas it's not going to be a case where... They'll play two games in Joburg, two game, one game in Pretoria, one game in Joburg, and then go to Bloom, where they'll be playing the Cheetahs. They'll be playing the bulk of all the upcountry teams. They'll be playing in Joburg, and then go to Cape Town for the Stormers, SAA, and the Test. So they will have had enough time to acclimatize and adapt to the high fault. So we also need to put those, um, um, those vagaries into context. Okay, my guest, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll continue our chat with Kaniso Tswako, Sports 24 Senior Sports Writer and SABC Commentator. We're going to move from the oval ball to the round ball in a bit. Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Kariga. With John, John, John Kariga. All right, if you can possibly put on a new hat there, Kanisa Tswako. Let's talk about the PSL. It's a thing of the past. The big news today, Kaiser Chiefs squeaking into the top eight. Well, yeah, look, um, considering how they've um, gone through the season, it, look, it is a bit of a surprise. But I think it's the vagaries of... Uh, it's the vagaries of a. It's the vagaries of a. This thing. It's, it's the vagaries of a 16-team league, where even if you are out of it, so ju- you're not so, quite so out of your it. computer out there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, you, 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 even if you're out of it, you are not quite out of it. So if you right. put it this way, even if you are eight, even if you are eight, if you lose three games, you could be having a relegation battle. So. Look, the I mean, Chiefs haven't been in the top eight for the better part of the season, but they timed a late-season run to perfection. And in having timed that late-season run to perfection, they have been, they found themselves in positions where they were able to qualify for the top eight. If you look at how Sundowns have played, um, look, they've played from start to finish, and they never look like a team that will be caught. I mean, Amazulu's mounted um, a very good... Um, this, uh, Amazulu mounted a, a very good... Um, what's this word I'm looking for? Mounted a very good run, but at some point they had too much to do. They, they, they had too much to do. So it, it was very interesting to see how well that Amazulu did. Um, Pirates, I think, were the most uh, disappointing side before for, for the talent and the depth that they had. Um, it was very, very disappointing to see that they finished third. One would have expected Pirates to mount a this thing, to mount a significant title challenge. At, they, at no point did they do so the season. They may have won the MTN8, but... Um, um, why don't they, for, for, for the talent at Pirates' disposal, why don't they expect it better from them? All right, so many stories to talk about. Uh, 
I've seen some reports saying Sundowns are just in a league of their own. This uh, totally by themselves, lost just one game in the season. Uh, they were pushed by a couple of teams, but yeah, to to finish that many points, what was it? Uh, Thirteen points ahead. That's it's a different league, isn't it? It is. It is. It is. I mean, it, it's literally what what people call a farmers league, where um, a Sundowns now are this thing. I mean, a Thirteen points. I mean, last season they timed the run perfection where they. Um, they were able yes. to actually rain real inches um, at the last day on the last day of the season. Um, but this season, they made sure that they ticked every box. They weren't there at no point in court. So it was very good, not very good to see, but it was very disheartening for other teams to see um, that a, a, a Sundowns made other teams look very ordinary. I mean, look, they lost to a Chiefs team. They probably played the best game of the season when they beat them. But other than that, it was. Look, it, 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 was, it was sundowns than everyone else. And Amazulu also <laughs> did not make it interesting by how well they played. So, look, um, I think the interesting part now is, is to see who will Super United play against. Because remember that there's the court issue um, with regards to the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Glad Africa Championship. Um, who's going to win there? I think now that is the, problem, that the one thing that needs to be sorted out because Super United um, were very disappointing towards the end. I think the critical match now to see who are they going to play because, I mean, that's the outstanding issue that needs to be sorted out. All right, before we go to the bottom, uh, all credit with credit's due. I'm a Zulu turning, Benny McCarthy turning that side around from a difficult side to a team that next year could very well do something. Well, I think, I think um, the... The, the the grain in in, 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 in Amazulu's work now will be seen in how well they are able to turn around. Um, they did not turn around, but sustain the particular form because it's one thing finishing second in one season. Um, the quality lies in either doing as well or doing even better the following season because if they are able to sustain mm. this form and challenge for league honours, that's where the quality of Benny McCarthy's coaching will really, really come through. Because it's one thing to say that he's a good coach. Now, look, he has some very good players at his disposal. But if they're able to sustain, uh, to have a sustained league assault next season on Sundowns or in any team that is above them, I think only then now you can actively and honestly say that um, now Amazulu are a force to be recognized. They just, they've done all the season. They've got the challenge of the Cap Champions League that's going to ask questions of their resources. But now, uh, mm. what is important will be how well they actually sustain their form next season. That was going to be my next question. Can they compete in Africa? Look, it, it, it can only be seen. It's, it's, I, I mean, Chiefs, um, um, if you look at how Chiefs, um, if you look at how Chiefs uh, managed the CAF Champions League with the kind of resources that they had, it was rather surprising. But they did well as, uh, they, they did play as well as they could. So, I mean, sometimes these cap competitions, it also depends on what side of the draw you find yourself in. Amazulu could find themselves right. um, having an easy path to the group stage and then getting a second group stage or fighting their way into the group stage and then having a reasonably decent group stage then meeting a very big team in the quarterfinal. So, those cap those, those caps competitions are very difficult to call. All right. I, I do want to talk about Chikuma, bought their way into the league. Um Finishing 12th, they were fighting relegation most of the season. They got themselves a trophy as well. So, all in all, I imagine that they're quite happy up north. No, they will. They will. I mean, look, they, they were very disorganized at the start of the season um, with how they actually started. Remember that they were they were backed by Super Sports United. But look, at the end of the day, the end of the season, winning a trophy, which is a lot of which is something that a lot of South African teams <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be able to vote. <laughs> but look, they, 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 they pushed very well. Um, they timed their... 
the survival run to the max where some of the season they looked like relegation candidates, but when it counted, they collected the points. And look, I mean, if they can sort out the old issues, um, they, they, I wouldn't say that they recruited very well, but how they recruit next season will be key to whether they actually survive the, the, the DSTV Premiership and also defend the Nepenka. And Chippy United. So Black Leopards on their way out. As you say, Chippy United now play the waiting game. I don't like, I'm not a fan personally of this playoff thing. To me, it should be two up, two down, but this is the way it is. So we sit in waiting court once again. Look, at the end of the day, you are right that it should be two up, two down. Uh, in any league, of that matter, you can't have teams um, that are, you can't have teams that are, um, you can't have teams that, uh, if you finish 15th in the seeding league, you deserve to be relegated. Um, it's it, it, this thing. It is, um, how can I put it? It, it, it defeats the purpose of, of, of the teams that are playing in, in, in the other league. I mean, for example, that clip mm. was the 15th last season. They got through the promotion relegation playoffs. They didn't do any better um, this season. So it, it, it just defeats the purpose. And it, and it shows. I mean, the way season with Maritzburg, 26th, they breathed through the, uh, the relegation, uh, promotion relegation, and they finished in the top eight the following season. Um, but you'll get those anomalies. But this season has showed up the folly of, that, uh, of the promotion relegation. The, it's the 14th team at best. They need to be given an opportunity to fight for its status. But 15 and yeah. 16 in a 16-team league should go down. It, it's that straightforward. All right, Kenisa, I know you need to go, so I'm going to let you go. Thanks very much for joining us and giving us some analysis there. Kenisa Twaku, Sport24, senior sports writer and SABC commentator.